Welcome everyone to Devore Darkens Live. We're doing a night show. It's six thirty my time uh, over here in California. We're doing an evening show. Usually on Mondays, this would be at about nine a.m. in the morning. However, however, um, we are doing this later. Now, let's get the admin stuff out of the way. If you're watching this. Uh, this show is all about you and helping you get what you want in your life. That's exactly what this is all about. Okay. And the way that we do that is we teach you about the mind, how to think for yourself. We help you find your purpose in life. Uh, and we help you to understand who you really are. Now I'm going live on five different platforms. Okay. So I'm on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. So four, actually four. Um, if you're having connection issues, um, the only thing I could tell you is go over to my YouTube channel, which would be the link in my bio, and you can watch the show from there where there should never be connection issues. There's always connection issues with Instagram and TikTok sometimes, maybe Facebook here or there. Uh, but most consistently, YouTube has always been a winner for me. So if you're a person that's trying to figure out what's going on, um, then that's what I would, that's exactly what I would say to you. All right. Hold on really quick. Actually, we are having some connection issues. See, this is why I said it. This is why I said it. All right. I think that should be good. So where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, first starting that this, uh, podcast is recorded. So you can go back and replay this on YouTube and listen to this on Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts, okay? Also, this show is sponsored by the Purpose Conscious University. That is a platform, it is a platform, um, that helps people all around the world uh, live their purpose, uh, understand how to unlock their subconscious mind, and get what they want out of life. That's what it's all about. So um, we do have a free community on that platform, and you can join that free community by going where? to my YouTube channel and hitting the link in the, in the description. All right. <clears throat> so what is the main topic today? The main topic tonight, actually, is your subconscious mind explained. Why? Well, I've had a, quite a few people over the weekend email me asking questions about the subconscious mind uh, repeatedly. This is probably the most... Um, I would say one of the biggest topics that uh, people want answers to, and for good reason. If you truly think about it, nothing's going to change unless a change happens in our subconscious mind first. All right? No, nothing's going to change. So it makes sense that we start to understand the, the subconscious mind. Now, understand this. I'm aware that there are a lot of people who are watching right now who still don't really understand the subconscious mind. They've heard of it, but they don't have a clear understanding of it. And that's what I want to dedicate this show to today. I want to break down the clear and simple principles to understanding your subconscious mind. Now, we're having some connection issues on Instagram. So unfortunately, I think we're going to just bow out of it because it just doesn't want to work. 
which is fine. Which is why I'm on multiple platforms. And again, if you are having any connection issues, head over to TikTok. All right, well, that makes sense. It needs to be updated. <laughs> All right, so maybe we'll have a chance for people on Instagram. I'm going to update the app, and then we'll hop back on. All right. So I already started to say why. Why, why is this show today all about the subconscious mind? Explain. Why is that? It's very simple. Nothing is going to happen unless it happens in your subconscious mind. Because that is what is controlling everything you're doing. That's what controls the way that you feel. That's what controls what you do. That's what controls your organs, your heart, controls your body. So it would make sense that we understand it. Okay, let me hop back here on Instagram. Um, make sure these people are good because I updated the app. That should do something. That should work. And while I'm pulling this up, guys, if you haven't already... Uh, make sure if you do feel like you're getting value from this show that you do what you like the stream, like it, hit the like button, double tap the screen, subscribe if you haven't already. So you're notified. All right, let's see if this works for Instagram now. Okay. Oh, still, still messing up. All right, so we're, we're just going to not do it. Sorry for the people on Instagram. All right. Um, you're going to want to hit the like button and definitely subscribe to this show. I honestly, and this sounds biased. I know it sounds biased. And I would probably say 10% of what I say is my opinion. 90% of everything I'm always talking about on this is just me relaying the book that I reference or that I've learned from my primary mentor, which has been Bob Proctor. This is one of the best uh, podcasts easily in the world. There's no question about it. Everything that we talk about on the show is about you and helping you get what you want in life. There's plenty of podcasts out there. That's not what they're doing. They're, they're sharing a lot of entertaining uh, topics, of course. And I love some of them, too. I, I get entertained all the time. But I am biased, and I would say that um, this is one of the best. And anybody else talking about what I'm talking about is another show you should be listening to. Because you cannot listen to this enough. I don't care if you're listening to me or you're listening to other people who are talking about the subconscious mind. Um, I don't care who it is. You're going to want to eat this up as much as possible and truly start understanding what's really going on. Okay? You really want, you really want to. Because the more you understand this, the more you're going to be able to do what it is that you want to do. If you're sitting there thinking about why am I not doing what I want to do in life. What am I saying? If you're listening right now and you've been having thoughts about why you're not doing what it is that you want to do, I don't care how small or big it is, the answer is in the subconscious mind. That's where the answer is at. That's where the solution is located and that's where the problem is located. So yes, you're going to want to eat this up. Yes, you're going to want to write down what we talk about tonight. You might want to call into the show. I'm going to make sure there's 30 minutes left in today's podcast that if you want to call into the show and ask me a direct question and get clarification on something, the link is in the YouTube chat. Okay. 
So, I think I got that out of the way. So where do we start? Well, let's start with some misunderstandings or some issues. And actually, let me just address something one more time because I've already said this and I'll say it again. The show is still in the morning time. Just today I had to do it in the evening time. Okay? So expect the show to be in the morning. However, if you guys prefer the evening time, please let me know. Because I wouldn't mind changing it to the time that it is right now. Um, so either way, officially, it's still in the morning. But if you guys would prefer another time for me to be live, um, I'm all ears. I'm in California, so you know it, it really won't matter to me. Either way, I'm going to show up. So um, hopefully that answered some questions out there. I know you guys ha had some questions. All right. Let's start with uh, a couple of things. Number one, when you see somebody who's doing something they're not supposed to be doing and they keep doing it anyway, the reason is it's the subconscious mind. When you're sitting there wondering why you keep reacting negatively and getting triggered over stuff, it's the subconscious mind. When you see somebody that makes it look so easy what they're doing and they are very successful, the subconscious mind. We have to start understanding the role that our subconscious mind plays in our lives. Some people call it luck, coincidence. It's just all based on science. The subconscious mind is controlling what you do. And what you do habitually is who you become. So it makes sense. We got to understand this. Now, it's nobody's fault. That's not why we're here. To blame anybody but we have to understand the reality is we are really ignorant when it comes to the subconscious mind we really are even people who actively study this we are still we still don't really understand at the level we wish we could yet I mean it's gonna take years for someone who studies this every day um, because you have to understand we're not babies see when you're a baby or a toddler you can soak up all information immediately and be trained to speak 10 different languages. But to do that as an adult, when you have the ability to reject and be distracted constantly, it takes years to master a, 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 a particular idea or topic. Um, and I'm not saying there's a particular amount of years. What I'm saying is, is that when it comes to personal development, when it comes to mindset, when it comes to your craft, whatever it is that you're doing, I know you would agree that at your age, it takes years to start understanding what's really going on. Um, and it's the same thing with this. I may talk about this tonight and some things may click for you. And for other people, it may not. Maybe you need to hear this multiple times. Maybe you have to keep going back to this. Regardless of whoever you are, you should go back to this because... You spent the better part of your life not learning about the subconscious mind. So even though you may think you know, chances are you still don't really understand at the level you could, which is very encouraging, which means you can only get better at this. You can't mess this up. Okay? 
So we just have to address the elephant in the room is that most people think they know they don't. And it's not their fault. We're not taught the subconscious mind from the jump. Uh, we are still, still ignorant when it comes to this. And how do we know that we are? Just look at people's behavior. Look at the way that we talk to each other. Look at the way that we express ourselves. Look at the way that you talk to yourself. Look at the decisions you make. They'll tell you. So regardless of wherever you are in your journey, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're right where you're supposed to be. And what you're going to learn tonight uh, can only help you move in the right direction towards whatever it is that you desire. Doesn't matter what it is. It's going to require the subconscious mind to get there. So let's break down. I wrote down five principles. I'm going to go over these principles. I'm going to also do some reading. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the books are yet until we get there. But let's go over these five principles first. Let me move my book out of the way here. All right. Let's start with this. There are so many words to describe the way your subconscious mind works. So I'm going to use quite a few examples to bring the point home. Number one is your subconscious mind is like a cybernetic mechanism. It's like the thermostat in your house. It only works based off being programmed. Once you program the thermostat in your home, then it can work. But if there's no programming involved, it's just going to sit there and not work. Right? Think about it. You have to walk over to the wall in the hallway, and you have to make sure the batteries are in the um, you know, the thermostat there, and you have to tell it what you want it to do. Now, imagine if you still had everything there. You had the AC and the heater. It was all hooked up, but you didn't have the thing on your wall. You didn't have the thermostat there. Nothing would work. Nothing would change, right? It'd be like it was never even there. Well, you need the thermostat to carry out the program um, and how you want your AC and heater system to work. So your subconscious mind um, is likened to a thermostat. It's similar to a computer system, a laptop, a cell phone. Works the same way. There is no laptop or cell phone without the operating system. Think of it this way. Your body is the hardware of your cell phone. Your body ain't going to operate if there's no nervous system, if there is no mind to control the energy that's uh, going through the brain, throughout your body, and sending signals all over the place. Um, you know what controls all that? Your subconscious mind. You know what controls when you hit the key on that keyboard? The operating system. You can label the key here, the letter A, but that ain't going to make a difference if the operating system is programmed for that letter A to be D. Hope you guys are getting the picture here. That it's not the keys on the keyboard that has programmed the laptop, it's the software that has programmed the laptop. The hardware on this laptop is being controlled by what? The software. It's not the other way around. 
it's not the other way around. The software controls what your laptop can do. The software controls what your cell phone can do. The thermostat controls what your AC and heating can do. It's the same thing with your car, your vehicle. Did you know that today, what can really controls your vehicle? Whether it's an all-electric vehicle or not. The electrical system. The software. That's You may have an engine, but if your sensors don't work between the engine and the foot pedal, which is controlled by software, it ain't going to work. There's a programming there. Same thing with the radio system in the car. Now, this is obviously simple, but do we really understand that? Do we really understand the difference between the hardware and the software? Now, when you look at the way you're living your life, I think you'll know if you do. A lot of people are depressed and unhappy because they're living their life based off physical stuff. They have no idea that they can change it. They have no idea there's a software running inside them. It's a mental software. And it controls what they're doing. So they think there's no hope. They think, hey, this is the way life is. And you know what? It is what it is. You know, why change it? It can't change, right? Some people believe they cannot change. So they do what people naturally do is they conform and they just go along with whatever the results are. And a vast majority of people are doing this. It doesn't have to be that way, but it is for some out there. And this first point, this first principle is understanding that the hardware is your body. It's the organs. It's the muscles. The software is your mind. The switching station, you can call it, would be your brain. And most people don't get that. And I would understand why. Because why would we talk about that in school? Why would that be a topic of discussion at the bar at 11 p.m. at night on the weekend? No one, no one wants to talk about that. People want to talk about what's going on with Kanye West. People want to talk about what's going on with the president. People want to talk about what's going on on social media. And it becomes a huge distraction from what should be a priority in their life. They should be a priority. You understanding yourself should always be the main priority. Because the more you understand yourself, the more you're going to get out of life. Now, some people love that. They love that. They're like, yes, Devori, that's how I think. And other people, not so much. And that's okay. So the first point here is your subconscious mind operates the same way that a computer will. There's a software and a hardware. The hardware is your body. The software, the operating system is the subconscious mind. This is why people say people don't change. This is why people say, ah, uh, I can't change habits. I've never been able to change a habit. This is why people say, I know I shouldn't have done that, but I did it anyway, and I keep doing it, even though I say verbally I'm not going to do it again, but I do it anyway. 
you know, and then I get in trouble for doing it, but I still do it anyway. And I lose out on relationships. I get fired from jobs. I lose money, but I still continue to do it. Subconscious mind. That's what it is. The second principle here, and it's kind of what I was just going, going over, but it does need, it, it warrants its own point here. It controls your behavior. So when someone sees somebody doing something that, um, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Now I'm going to read from one of the books, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So, um, and if you want to get this version of this book, it's in my YouTube description. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And this would be in the chapter called Faith on page, there we go, 83. I've read this quite a few times, and some people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I heard that before. But let's hear it again anyway, right? Um, actually, I'm corrected. It's not on that page. It's on the page before it, 81. It says, when men first come into contact with crime, they avoid it. If they remain in contact with crime for a time, they become accustomed to it and endure it. If they remain in contact with it long enough, they finally will embrace it and become influenced by it, which means they will start committing crimes themselves. Why is that? Well, it's because that's what they learned. When you see people committing crimes, they learn that. They've been programmed to do that. They grew up in an environment that was filled with crime. So their subconscious mind has been programmed to produce crime. So even though someone's sitting there is telling them, hey, you know you shouldn't do that, right? They're like, yeah, I consciously know that. But subconsciously, I don't know that. Subconsciously, I, I keep doing it. That's what I know. I only know to do it. Think about that. Think about the time that you knew you should have did something, but you didn't do it. And there's no consistency. Now, I would call this a conscious um, incompetent. A person who knows, but they're incompetent. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Why? Because the subconscious mind controls your behavior, not what you know. I just put up a video today on my TikTok explaining to people that there's a difference between becoming or there's a difference between getting educated and being educated. Let me say that again. There's a difference between getting educated and being educated. Getting educated is I'm going to go to school and get all this knowledge. Doesn't mean I'm going to do any of it. I'm just going to know a lot of stuff. You can have a PhD and still not be getting great results in your life, which leads to the second point I said, being educated is when a person on a subconscious mind level knows how to get what they want. They've already been programmed that way. They've developed positive habits. They developed the belief system of growth. 
They're always stepping outside their comfort zone. They know how to connect with people. They have emotional intelligence. These are individuals who know how to get what they want out of life. That's actually being educated. There are so many people that I've spoken with, that I've had clients with over the, over the past years, um, even when I served in the military. I mean, they've got all of the certifications, all of the degrees, the initials at the end of their name. But when it comes to relationships, they're bankrupt. When it comes to their finances, they're living paycheck to paycheck. When it comes to getting along with others, they suck at it. When it comes to them getting what they truly want in their heart, they don't. They got a lot of information. Intellectually, they're very smart, but emotionally, they are not. At the subconscious mind level, it's not adding up. So that's why I said there's a difference between getting educated or getting education and actually being educated. Here's another example for the people in the back of the room who still don't get it. Being educated, meaning you mastered those soft skills, the emotional intelligent principles, the ability to leave your home, make a connection with a stranger, shake a hand, save that as a networking opportunity. A month later, oh, I need some help. Let me call up this person I just met a month ago and now I'm getting what I want. That's, that's you can't learn that in college. Nobody's teaching you that. That's something you've got to use personal development for and mentors uh, and people who have the results you want. Now, that's not to say that going to college is a bad idea. Depends on what you're going for. But it's to bring the point home that it does not matter how much knowledge you possess. What matters is do you understand it? And you know you understand it because it's inside your subconscious mind and you see it through your behavior. Now, if you guys think that's my opinion, let me go back to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill in the chapter called Specialized Knowledge. On page 116, he writes, Knowledge is only potential power. It becomes power only when and if it is organized into definite plans of action and directed to a definite end. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything that they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. The person who can organize and direct knowledge towards uh, or through definite plans towards a definite end is an educated person. Any person is educated who knows where to go get the knowledge they need in order to get what they want. It's also a person who knows how to organize that same knowledge into definite plans of action. That's what I'm saying. You know, but you don't do. The subconscious mind controls the doing. And when you really start to understand things, now it's reaching your subconscious mind. That's principle number two. It controls your behavior. I think I'll give you one more simple point here. 
I had a client a couple years ago that was obese. He'd been obese his entire life. And it was, I would say, um, it was only, this was one of two clients I actually, that I ever had a debate with because there was one client that it didn't, he didn't even become a client because he was, he just, he wanted to argue with me about what we were talking about today. Uh, and this person started to argue with me. And then towards the end of the conversation, he saw what I was saying was the truth. So let me get to the point. He had been obese his whole life. Why? Well, because he was programmed to be. When he was a child, he was being overfed by his grandparents. His grandparents would overfeed him. That's his memories of his grandparents, feeding him food and stuffing food food down his throat. Like they literally made him eat a lot of food. They said, this is how we eat in this family. Now, let's fast forward to what I'm saying here. Just because you know doesn't mean you're going to do. See, this guy was programmed to be obese and overeat. So even though he knows he should not eat that way, even though he knows in today's times, there's plenty of education to tell you exactly what you should be doing. There's plenty of opportunities. There's plenty of resources. There, there's a, an abundance of it today. Coaches and, and accountability groups. And it, it, the, the list goes on on how he could stop overeating and go from being obese to being in the best shape of his life. Even though he knows that, he's not going to do it. Why? Because he's programmed. Remember, it goes back to principle number one. It's in his operating system. It's part of his programming. Okay? Number three. Number three. It's the emotional part of your mind. It's the emotional part of your mind. Why is that so important to understand? Because nothing happens until you get emotional. Think about it. You don't ever make an actual decision in your life until you're emotional. Until there's something that you want. Doesn't matter what it is. When you're emotional about it, that's when you make a decision. When you're not emotional about anything, you're not making decisions. You're autopilot. That's what's happening. You see, it's the thoughts that you think that lead to the way that you feel. So if you start to think right now, my life is terrible. My life is falling apart. Nothing's going my way. How does that make you feel? Makes you feel bad, right? Well, that's because in your conscious mind, you can think. And your subconscious mind is where you feel. That's how they communicate. The emotional part of your mind can only accept. So whatever you're thinking about with repetition is what your emotional mind is going to accept and it's going to produce an equivalent emotion. And that emotion could be a plethora of things. You know, if you're doubting all day long, you're probably going to have the emotion of fear. If you are understanding and thinking positively about what's going on, you're probably going to have the emotion of faith. Same thing, just opposite of the, uh, of the same coin. It's the emotional part of your mind. It's really fascinating the way that this is because it's a good thing that we can think a lot of thoughts every single day doesn't mean all of them actually come true. 
the ones that usually come true are the ones that we become emotional about. Now imagine if every thought you had in your conscious mind became a reality. Good and bad. Oh my God, that'd be, emotionally, that'd be crazy. I don't think you could have emotions. I think your life would have to have no emotion. But that's not the way it works. So you think, good or bad, doesn't matter, your choice. Your emotional mind's going to take it, and it's going to produce a feeling, an emotion. Okay? It's the emotional part of your mind. The other thing, I have to mention this as well, because I don't think people really get this either. It's one thing to say our thoughts cause our feelings. You think negatively, you feel bad. You think positively, you feel good. Got that, Devorian. But you were just saying how the subconscious mind is a computer system. It's been programmed already. So what does that mean when I say the emotional part of your mind? That means that majority of the emotions you have every day, they are, that it's already set. You've already been programmed to feel this way about your life. It, it's already been in your programming. Now, if for example, this is, it doesn't take a scientist to see this. And I'll just use my own story. So when your parents are drug addicts and you're sexually abused and you're bullied in school, you are conditioned to feel bad about life. You're conditioned to feel negative towards other people. You're conditioned to feel negatively about yourself. So in my 20s, how did I feel on a day-to-day -day basis naturally? I didn't feel good. I was in a low vibration. Why? Because I had traumatic experiences that planted negative ideas in my subconscious mind. And because my subconscious mind is the emotional part of my mind, those ideas have to express themselves and they express themselves through our emotions and our actions. So that's why we have to understand it's the emotional part of our mind. So if you are emotional, negative or positive, you get triggered easily or you're getting excited. It's coming from your subconscious mind. You have accepted an idea in your subconscious mind. The fourth principle here, subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real or fake. Why is that important to understand? Well, <laughs> that's an entirely different show, which I can go on for hours. Well, let me try to keep this as simple as possible. When you go into a movie theater and you watch a horror movie, what happens when you leave? You feel like it was not only real, but it's going to happen to you that same night. Some people actually have nightmares when they watch horror movies. Why? Because they get so emotionally involved in the movie. Right? The, the Hollywood, I, I couldn't even tell you the number, but they've spent, if not trillion, but definitely billions of dollars studying human behavior human psychology, understanding the mind. They want to understand how to get you emotionally involved because if they can get you emotionally involved, you're going to sit there and watch that movie, right? And the reason why that's even possible in the first place is because the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between what is real or fake. That's why entertainment is a big business, if not the biggest. 
That's why we can't tell what's real or fake. Not in our subconscious mind. So that's one point. The second point um, is what we're seeing happening to us every single day. You start watching the news and it doesn't matter. The news could be lying 100% of the time. Your subconscious mind does not care. It's just going to accept because you keep consuming whatever it is you're consuming with repetition. That's what happens for the parents in the room. What happens when your child starts to hang around Billy? Billy is the kid who got suspended from school multiple times. Billy is the kid who doesn't have any parents who hangs out late at night. What happens when your kid hangs out with Billy? Oh, well, listen, your son or your daughter, does their subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between what is real or fake, cannot tell the difference between what is right or wrong, what's true or false. So when they're hanging around Billy and Billy keeps communicating negative ideas to them and they just keep consuming it, the subconscious mind in their mind is just going to be like, okay, that's a fact. This is why I spent all last week talking about learning how to think for yourself. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I would definitely go back to doing that. But the fact of the matter is, if a person is not thinking for themselves, usually whatever they're consuming with repetition will pass through their conscious mind and go right into their subconscious mind. And it will become a fact. And again, this is why I read the statement from Think and Go Rich Napoleon Hill. If someone hangs around criminals long enough, they will become one. Because you can only reject so much around you consciously. You got to get out of there. <laughs> now, subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real or fake. Um, and for some women out there, my wife would be one of them. When you have a dream and you wake up the next morning, it feels real. And what happens? Your behavior is a little different that day. Why? Your subconscious mind controls your behavior. You know you shouldn't be different, but you're different because of your dreams. You know they're not real, but your subconscious mind doesn't know that. It's an emotional dream. And the fifth principle here is your subconscious mind can only accept what's impressed on it. It can only accept through repetition. So let's kind of talk about that because that's actually my favorite topic. What do we mean when we say the subconscious mind can only accept through repetition? What we're saying is that it's exactly what it sounds like. Just because you read a book one time doesn't mean you get it. You have to reread it with repetition to make it stick. It's the same thing with a habit. It's the same thing with learning anything new. It's repetition is absolutely the key to learning. The key to understanding. You know what studying is? It's using repetition. When you study something... You're exercising repetition because you know you're going to have to keep studying it until it clicks. That's when you start to understand. You want to learn a new language? 
Repetition. Want to develop a new habit? Repetition. You want to get the most out of yourself? Repetition. You want to change your belief system? Repetition. You want to create a better culture at home or in the office? Repetition. Everything in this world happens through repetition. If you, really t- if you took a step back and went into observation mode and just really start to look at everything, you'd see everything happens based off repetition. What's happening around us, things are happening repeatedly, which causes what? People to be programmed. Why do you think uh, people repeat themselves so much, like politicians and news anchors? Why is that? Why is that when I do these shows, I have to say, hey, this show's been sponsored by the Purpose Conscious University, an online platform that's helping people live their purpose in life, unlock the power of their subconscious mind and get what they want out of life. You can join the free community by going to the description in my YouTube channel and hitting the link, join the Purpose Conscious community. Why do I have to repeat that again? Because maybe the first time you didn't hear me. Maybe you didn't hear me. Why have I done, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 shows on the subconscious mind? That's because it's not enough. <laughs> it takes repetition. Why is it that when people come to me and say, Devori, what's the best book to read? And I say, wrong question. I say, what book do you have right now? What paragraph sticks out to you the most? And how often have you been reading that one paragraph? That's my question. That is the question. See, it's not going to stick inside your subconscious mind unless you're exercising repetition. Now, let's dive a little deeper on repetition because I think some people, that's not enough. They need to have emotional repetition. They need to become emotionally involved in whatever they're doing repeatedly. Whatever they are doing repeatedly, whatever new habit you're looking to develop, whatever new belief that you're looking to make permanent, um, whatever attitude you're looking to make permanent, it's going to require you to become emotionally involved in what it is that you want. And it's going to require repetition. And I think those two principles is where people don't have enough discipline. And I would say repetition becomes very challenging when you don't have a burning desire. That's why burning desire or just the word desire is the first principle to getting rich, according to Napoleon Hill and his book, Think and Grow Rich. You're not going to become successful in life unless you have a desire to do so in the first place, meaning you want to do that. You want it. One way or another, there's got to be some emotion involved. Now, let me say this. There is an opposite to repetition, and that is an emotional impact. This is an example of tra- uh, trauma. So if you, um, or let's just, I'm going to just talk about myself. That way I don't get anybody triggered tonight. Um, by me experiencing sexual abuse 
that is a traumatic or that is an emotional impact. That is not something normal that happens to children. So what happens? Immediately, the behavior is changed. Somebody who is a veteran like myself and a lot of other people I know who actually were in combat, um, who were shot at and were injured or got blown up in vehicles or fell out of the sky in a helicopter and survived, their behavior has changed immediately. It's a shock to your system emotionally and your subconscious mind. So their behavior changes immediately. Now, that's not what you want. That's not what you go out looking for. What you want to do is hone in on the art of emotional repetition, meaning repeatedly doing the same thing over and over and over again, but with emotion, getting into the spirit of it. Falling in love with the process of repetition is what really makes it stick. See, this is why it's so dead on. I was watching an interview uh, it was on TikTok from Deion Sanders, right? Deion Sanders is one of the probably, arguably, top three athlete ever. Because he's the only person that, um, and don't quote me if you are a Deion Sanders fan, that um, I don't believe he won a World Series, but I do know for a fact he hit a home run in the MLB and he played in the NFL. So he played in two sports at the highest level. So I think, you know, there's something to be said for that. Anyways, um, why, am I, why am I bringing this up? Well, he had an interview today where he was basically saying, uh, someone had asked him, hey, well, why would you never coach in the NFL? Well, he said, um, I would never want to coach people who are not in love with the game and they're being paid millions of dollars. Why? Because he knows when it comes to people doing what needs to get done to get to where they want to go, you have to be in love with the game. The people who are who are consistently, not just for one season, I don't care, you pick whatever sport you want, who are consistently the top of their game, these are people who are in love with the sport. If they were not in love with the sport, they never put in that, that amount of work. That's not good or bad. It just is. Just like the opposite is there's the opposite is happening too. There are people who do not love the game, but because they physically are gifted, they're just going to get the money. But that's why they're only going to be able to stick around for so long. Again, nothing wrong with that. You got to get it however you can, right? But the reality here is I agree with his statement that even, even as a coach, even as a coach, I have to recognize this in people I talk to for the very first time. I'm trying to figure out what is their desire level. Because it doesn't matter what I say. If they don't have a desire to change, their subconscious mind will immediately reject what I say. When a person has a burning desire, they are open-minded to do whatever it takes. They're willing to listen. They are. I can't tell you how, how many times I've had somebody come up to me years later, months later, or even go to some of my family or friends and say, hey, you know what? I really need to talk to DeVore. I should have listened to him. They didn't want to listen to me at that time because they weren't ready. Why? The desire wasn't strong enough. That's why. 
And again, that's not good or bad. We're all on our own journey. You know, people, some people are ready to change right now in this moment. Some people are not. It's okay. But it is smart to be aware where you are in that process and to move yourself towards falling in love with whatever it is that you want in your life. Because once you fall in love with whatever it is that you want, there is no stopping you. That's the point. And remember, love is an emotion. Where is that at? In your subconscious mind. That's where it's at. That's why I always tell people you got to start with your purpose in life. The one thing you want to dedicate your life to. Um, because at that point, there's no stopping you. So I'm going to go back to Think and Grow Rich here. The chapter, The Subconscious Mind, which would be chapter 11, right? Or am I wrong? Oh, here it is. Chapter 12. I'm going to read a couple of statements to you. And we'll discuss them. First one. Remember, your subconscious mind functions voluntarily. Whether you make any effort to influence it or not, this naturally suggests to you that thoughts of fear and poverty and all negative thoughts will serve as stimuli to your subconscious mind unless you master these impulses and give it more desirable food upon which it may feed. Now, in today's words, that means that uh, it's really, I'm going to pose it as a question, not a statement. I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to want to listen. Are you feeding your subconscious mind the food that it needs to thrive and ultimately produce the fruits that you want. Think about that. Are you feeding your subconscious mind the food that it needs to thrive so it can produce the fruits that you want? Because it has to go through the subconscious mind. There is no way around that. Think about that. The subconscious mind will not remain idle. If you fail to plant desires in your subconscious mind, it will feed upon the thoughts which reach it as a result of your neglect. What thoughts are going to reach your subconscious mind because you have chosen to neglect it? Well, let's go through them. The thoughts of the world is ending tomorrow. The thoughts of this is the, this, this is the worst country. The thoughts of my life is it's, it's terrible. Everything is bad. Because remember, if you don't think for yourself, you will naturally become negative because that is what is being expressed all over the place is negativity. Why? Because I said it in the beginning of the episode, we are still, and, and this, is not, it, this is not good or bad. It just is the reality. We are still fairly ignorant when it comes to the power of the mind as a collective like this episode, this podcast, what we talk about, this book, Think and Grow Rich, although it is a known book, it still is not really known. And we're in 2022. This book was written in the 1930s. So we have already explained that the thought impulses, both negative and positive, are going to reach your subconscious mind continuously from the four from the four sources which were mentioned in the chapter on sex transmutation. 
Now I'm going to go back to that and sh and explain to you what he means by that. So I love making things simple. So let me just put it to you guys this way. If you don't develop the habit of thinking for yourself, the people around you, your environment, the internet, um, and anything else you come into contact with will do your thinking for you, which means by default, those ideas will be planted in your subconscious mind. That's what he's saying. So this is why it is true that everything which a person creates begins in the form of a thought impulse. A person can create nothing which they do not first conceive in thought. Now, maybe you've heard this once or twice, but Bob Proctor says it best. If you could see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Why? Because that's the way that it works. You don't need to be a manifestation expert to know this. You don't need to be a scientist. Uh, you see this all around you. You see this with surgeons. They need to see what they're going to do before they do it. You see this in sports. You need to see where you want the ball to go. Right? You need to see if you're an actor or an actress, how the character speaks. How do they express themselves? You got to see it first. An architect sees it first before it's built. The city planner, the person who's in charge of your city, the growth of the city, where the subdivisions will go, where the roads will go, where the highways will go, they already know what's going to happen. They've seen it already. Hasn't happened physically yet. No roads have been paved. No buildings have been built. No contracts have been awarded. But they've already seen where they want the city to go. We have to understand that. Now, how does that happen? He explains it. Through the aid of the imagination, thought impulses may be assembled into plans. Through the aid of your imagination. Now, why is that a big topic? Well, when we were children, that's what we primarily were using, our imagination. And then one day someone said, hey, will you stop daydreaming so much? Pay attention. Why do you keep doodling on the paper over there? Or, hey, let me give you this tablet so you can shut up. That's what they do to kids today. And what happens? Their imagination becomes a very weak muscle. So through the aid of the imagination, thought impulses may be assembled into plans. You think about the end result. You think about the outcome that you want, and you start to reverse engineer it. What is it going to take for me to get there? What can I start doing? What are some steps I can take today? That comes from your imagination. You first got to see what you want. If you don't know what you want, how do you know what steps to take? I know. Sounds simple. But I'm telling you guys right now, 
As simple as this is, it's also equally misunderstood. Because this is not what we've been learning since we were kids. The imagination, when under control, may be used for the creation of plans or purposes that lead to the success in one's chosen occupation. Let me read that again. The imagination, when under control, may be used for the creation of plans or purposes that lead to success in one's occupation. Just think about that. Excuse me. See, most people's imagination, if they're even using it, they're using it against themselves. It's out of control. They see in their mind what they don't want to happen. And what did we say already? Principle number four, your subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real or fake. So if you keep using your imagination to see what you don't want, your subconscious mind is going to say, oh, okay, well, then that, that's true. And that's what's going to happen. Let's keep going here. All thought impulses attended for transmutation into their physical equivalent, voluntarily planted in the subconscious mind, must pass through the imagination and become mixed with emotion. What emotion exactly? Faith. The mixing of faith with a plan or purpose intended for the, sum for the submission to the subconscious mind may be done only through imagination. I was already speaking on this. When you become emotionally involved, you are now opening the gateway to your subconscious mind. And with repetition... It will become planted there. What are we talking about when we say planted? What are you planting? Whatever you're thinking about. Whether you're thinking about what you want or what if you're thinking about what you don't want. That's what you're planting in your subconscious mind. That's why you feel the way that you do and you're doing the things that you're doing. Or that's why you're not doing the things you know you should be doing because you haven't planted it in your subconscious mind yet. Keyword yet, because you can't. You have to believe that. If you don't believe you can do it, it ain't going to happen. Let me bring this point home and then we'll get to some calls. The subconscious mind is more susceptible to an influence by thoughts that are mixed with feelings or emotions than by those originating solely in the reasoning portion of the mind. What does that mean? Well, he wrote it a better way, in my opinion, uh, which would be in the chapter auto-suggestion, which would be chapter four. Let me get there. There we go. And that would be page... Sorry, let me get there. All right, page 108. Plain, unemotional words do not influence the subconscious mind. 
You will get no results until you learn to reach your subconscious mind with thoughts or spoken words which have been well emotionalized with belief. Do not become discouraged if you cannot control and direct your emotions the first time you try to do so. Remember, there is no such possibility as something for nothing. Your ability to reach and influence your subconscious mind has its price. And you must pay that price. You cannot cheat, even if you desire to do so. The price of your ability to influence your subconscious mind is the everlasting persistence in applying the principles in this chapter. Now, the principles in this chapter is what we've been talking about all tonight. The, the essential price to influence your subconscious mind is emotion and repetition. And you can't get emotion involved if you're not using your imagination. So let me, let me back up. It's really three ingredients. Your imagination mixed with emotion, repetition. You got those three things there, you're going to start influencing your, your subconscious mind. What do you think, why do you think, um, what do you think makes a great leader? What do you think makes a great speaker? They tap into your imagination. They get you to see it. Then they get you to feel it. Then what happens? You want to go do it. This is a little tangent, but if you're a parent, I, I am absolutely convinced that one of the things about your communication that must continue to improve, and it's not a debate, is your ability to get your child to see in their mind what they want and how they can get what they want and how them getting what they want involves helping you get what you want and then getting emotional about that and they're going to do it. Now, do you have patience for that? I don't know. But that's why I said if you start understanding the subconscious mind, you will because you'll start recognizing the power behind that. And you'll start recognizing that you don't need to force your kids to do anything. The mind works the same way as it does for everybody. You start giving your child the right ideas. You start getting them to think about ideas that really energize them and get them emotion involved. They'll do whatever you want them to do. See, the problem is people don't understand that. They think, I'm going to force you to do. And what do we know about that already? The results are in. If you're a parent who spent your the entire childhood forcing them to do things and never ever teaching them how to think, you know what the relationship is going to end up being like in the adult years. They're not going to trust you. There's going to be some resentment there. Now, that is a generalized statement, but I think you guys can see how that has happened. Maybe that's happened to you. I digress. Tonight we talked about your subconscious mind explained. There's one more bonus principle I want to get to here, time permitting. And that is the connection between your subconscious mind and God or infinite intelligence or spirit, call it whatever you want. But when you sit down and you pray to your God, what are you asking for? You're asking for a manifestation. 
That's what you're asking for. And it works the same way as it does with your subconscious mind. So if you're not clear on what you want from your God, if you don't believe it, are you really praying? Are you really asking for what you want? Or are you sending mixed messages? I think God has given us everything we need. And when we finally recognize the power of our imagination, which is literally the eyes of God, um, we can truly strengthen our relationship. I can't tell you how many times I see people act as if they don't believe. But they say they believe. And this goes back to the subconscious mind conversation. You can say you believe all you want, but do you believe on a subconscious mind level? Where you just know it. You don't need any convincing. You don't need any evaluating. You don't need any other information. You just know that this is a fact. That's where your level of belief needs to be. Well, that's in the subconscious mind. And so we can say we believe, but do we really? Not for me to answer for you. You can answer that for yourself by just looking at your behavior. Your behavior is controlled by your subconscious mind. So if you truly do believe, you'll see that in your behavior. You will. And if you don't, and you truly believe, you'll change your behavior. You'll start doing it. But if you do not believe emotionally in your subconscious mind, when it comes to having some level of consistency or discipline or commitment, that is weak. That will be crushed at the first sign of resistance because you don't believe. It's not in your subconscious mind yet. That's where the burning desire is very important. You guys want to know where desires are located? In the subconscious mind. All desires are what? Emotional. And when you make one of those des desires, your burning emotion, your obsession, oh, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping you. How do you feed that desire and get it that strong? Your imagination. So that was a bonus thing I want to talk about with the subconscious mind is when people talk about the law of attraction and manifestation and all this other, and all this stuff what we're really talking about guys is that god has already laid it out for us he set the laws they're in motion what you put out is what you get back even if you don't believe in god you could see that happening all around us and the sooner we get around to understanding that God does not discriminate, God does not judge, God does not care what you think is real or fake, whatever you believe to be true is what you're going to set yourself up to experience. And that's the same thing that, or the same way your subconscious mind works. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. So where does this leave us? It leaves us asking the question, what can we do 
to start actually implementing what we learned tonight. What can you start doing? I think the first thing you need to do is go back and replay this. And I would just keep replaying this until you finally start to say exactly what I'm saying, till it clicks. Because I know you weren't listening the entire time. Why? Because I understand the way my mind works, which means I understand the way your mind works. What I'm really saying is I was saying something, and then all of a sudden you went somewhere else in your imagination. You were thinking about something else from yesterday. Or you're thinking about what I was saying, and now you're over here thinking about, oh, man, if I could just do this and that, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And then you come back to what I was saying. So you didn't hear everything I said today. This is why I say the key to learning is repetition. I experienced this firsthand in the military. I can't tell you how many times they had to repeat themselves. It worked. And it'll work for you. So the first practical thing you can do is go back and replay this until you get it. I think the second practical thing you could do is get the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is the particular copy I have, which is in my YouTube description. Open up the chapter on the subconscious mind and just read the first couple of pages. Don't read nothing else. Well, Devory, I have so many things I want to change. What do I read first? Well, where do you think you need the most work in? You have a hard time understanding the subconscious mind? Start there. You have a hard time making decisions? Start in chapter 8, decision. Uh, meaning you have a hard time with procrastination. You don't have a desire? Read chapter 2, desire. Don't have any faith? Read chapter 2 on faith. Find a page or a paragraph and reread it every day. I can't give you guys the words that can explain the power in that. All I can do is tell you that it works and you don't have to believe me. I would do it for yourself. That's the thing about personal development that doesn't, that isn't set up, um, that is not said as often as it should be. Meaning it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what Napoleon Hill says in this book. What matters is, are you going to apply it from a place of faith to prove that it does not work? And that's where most people never get around to doing. They don't apply anything. They just, again, they gather more information, not understanding. They don't go in with the intention of applying what they're learning. They go in with the intention of gaining more knowledge because they believe in their mind more knowledge is power. But in fact, according to Napoleon Hill, knowledge is only potential power. It must be organized into definite plans and expressed through continuous action. That's how a person gets what they want. They have a definite plan, they got a purpose, and they're expressing that through action on a consistent basis. So we have to understand where we're at here. We're not taught to do that in the first place. We're taught to gather information and call it a day. 
And that's just not going to give us what we want. All right. Let's see here. We got about 20 more minutes, and then I have to get on my coaching call for tonight. So if you want to call into the show, you can. I'll leave it open for 10 minutes here. The link is in the YouTube description and the chat um, box there on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can hit the link there and call in. All right, let's see what comments we have. All right, let's bring them up. Let's bring them up. All right. How do you find and know what your true purpose is? This is from Detail Karma 95. I know you asked that question at the beginning of the show. Um, the bottom line on that is, um, number one, let's just get down to what you should do. Number one is you should download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet, which should be in my bio. So you're on TikTok. You can go to the link in my bio and download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet for free. The second action you can take is to join the Purpose Conscious community, which is a free community, where I go a little bit more into depth about the steps you should be taking to live your purpose in life. I think those are two practical steps that you, you could be taking. Um, because those are more actionable things that are going to get you to the answer you're looking for. I can sit here and tell you, but I think you need to do those things. I think that would really help you out. Um, and I would also add this too. Um, you don't really find your purpose. You discover it. It's internal. It already exists. Uh, I love the evening time. Great. I love it. Yeah, so what happened, guys, is I couldn't go live in the morning. Um, if you guys um, want to, to, I guess, listen to the podcast live during the evening time, um, then definitely leave a comment below immediately. Let me know what you prefer. I'm in California, so it doesn't matter the time for me. Uh, let's see here. Susan Watkins698 asks... How is the subconscious mind programmed? It's programmed environmentally and genetically. So let's go through this really quick. Great question. When you're a baby, your subconscious mind is wide open. When you're an adult, it's not. Why? Because you have a conscious mind at that point. Your conscious mind comes in the form, some people say, around the age of five, six, or seven, or eight. Where you literally have the ability to start thinking what you want to think. When you're one, two, three, four, five, you don't have that ability. You just accept whatever's going on around you. That's how the subconscious mind becomes programmed. 
because you don't have the ability to reject. That's why they say a baby um, and the brain of a baby is, is it's in its peak condition. It can learn at all. It, it can learn faster. They say than some computers out there. All right, let's see here. Oh, what happened to all the comments tonight? I didn't have that many comments tonight. Wow, that's a new one. You usually have a lot of comments to, to go through. All right, well, if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask them. And if you guys don't have any questions, we'll just wrap this thing up. We'll just wrap this up early. It's, it's all good with me. Um, but I, I do have one question here. Is wanting to be a good mother, uh, is wanting to be a mother a good enough purpose? Yeah, I, I think I think as far as you becoming a good mother, that's a good purpose. Of course. Um, I would actually say that there's probably more to that. There might be other stuff too uh, in your own life. Um, but everybody wants to be a good mother. Everybody wants to be a good father, believe it or not. But some people never get around to doing that. That's why I say I, I really I really don't believe that's the actual sole purpose of a person is to be a good mother or father. I think that's more of a uh, uh, an implied responsibility. I think that is something that um, is part of your development. Personally, people should be that. Um, so no, I, I would I would probably say that um, as far as as far as having the goal of becoming a great mother, that's a good enough purpose because maybe you didn't have a good mother. That's a great reason. However, I don't think I don't in, in my experience in coaching people that hasn't really been a primary purpose that I've gotten from a lot of people. It's been majority of like my purpose is to create art that inspires the world. Um, my purpose is to create music that make people happy. My purpose is to help people succeed with their mindset. Uh, my purpose is to um, mentor young children, you know. That sounds more of a calling, a meaning, something you're dedicating your life to is what I'm really talking about when I say purpose. It's a great question. Now the questions come. I love it. Let's see here. I think, yeah, no questions. You did a great job. I agree. We're getting better and better at this. What do you do before you go to bed to reset your mind? Uh, this is from Aldrin uh, TikTok. What do you do before you go to bed to reset your mind? I don't go to bed to reset. I don't do anything to reset my mind before I go to bed. What I do, though. Excuse me. Is I have my journal. I have my journal here. And in my journal. And by the way. What I'm showing you is what's inside our Purpose Conscious University. This is what our members learn, okay? So I have the first page where I write out my 
um, my purpose, my vision, my goal, my habit, belief, self-image statement. I'll explain this really quickly here. And then what am I going to do tomorrow, which is the six steps or six actions tomorrow, then my gratitude list. Okay. I do this before I go to sleep. And why? Well, it's what I was saying. Repetition of using my imagination to think about what I want to happen. That's why I write it down. It helps me see it in my mind. Then by writing it down in the present tense, because I understand my subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real or fake. So I say it in the present tense. I write it down in the present tense. I see it in the present tense. And by doing that with emotion and repetition, I start to believe it. This is why the journal exists. This is what I've been using for years. And it works. I've already gone through this version. I've gone through three of these books. And when I have some notes that are very important to what I'm accomplishing, like I have some notes here, I will look at them usually um, at least once a day, if not every other day. So, for example, this is my business right here. This is my entire business on one sheet of paper. It literally says everything that I'm doing from a business and marketing standpoint. It says that I have my Purpose Finder cheat sheet. When people download my Purpose Finder cheat sheet, these are the emails that they're going to get. The whole objective of them getting the emails is to obviously educate them and then help them take the next step, which is to join the Purpose Conscious University as a member at a low affordable price, by the way. And in this university, I give them live coaching every week. Q&A calls, they get accountability, they learn more about what it's going to take to live their purpose in life, they get clarity, they start making progress, and some people, because they know, they're like, you know what, I need a coach, I need someone to be with me on a more consistent basis, I need to talk to somebody, like every week, well, on my sheet here, it says they take the next step and they become a VIP coaching client. This is all on one sheet of paper. And this is what I look at. Why? Because if I keep giving my subconscious mind different directions, right? Different plans, it becomes confused. So I got one sheet with one plan. This is it. This is what I'm doing. Nothing else. And that's why I become very effective and productive at what I'm doing. And you can too. All right, let's see here. What time are we at? All right, we're going to end this up. We're going to wrap this up here. How do you deal with resistance while reprogramming your subconscious mind? You have to embrace the resistance and don't fight it. Resist, resistance is absolutely necessary. Now, let me give you some context about the resistance that I'm talking about. When I say resistance, I'm talking about when things seem like they're not going the way that you want them to, or people around you are pushing back on your dreams, or you're in a negative environment. All of these are very necessary to strengthen your ability to think for yourself. 
um, you, you're not going to have ease without resistance. It's just going to happen. And again, that's why that's where understanding your subconscious mind is so key because your subconscious mind is going to accept whatever your conscious mind is dominantly thinking about. So when you have resistance, instead of thinking about the resistance all day, instead of dwelling over the, the over the resistance, instead of, instead of trying to fight it, just embrace it. Let it go. Don't get involved in it. Just focus on what you can focus on. Don't try to force yourself to do anything. I think force is the wrong way to go. That's why having a burning desire is more important. You have a burning desire for something, you don't have to force yourself to do anything. You'll just do it. Now, you may need a little accountability. You may need a little pep talk here or there. But when you have a burning desire, force is not needed. Do we have to fight to get out of the bad environment, even if this fight hurts you? I don't think you have to fight. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you leave? If the environment is as bad as you say it is, how worse can your life get if you just pick up your stuff and go? Let's see here. Just a mother in general, but thanks. Not too sure what you mean. Do we have to fight to get... All right, I already answered your question. Uh, I will start a journal. Yeah, and if you want... Um, actually, I'm not selling those journals right now. So I was going to say you could get into my bio, but we've already taken that down. Uh, oh, we got Mike in here. What's up, Devori? How are you? Good to see you here. We're just wrapping up. How do I force myself to not be sad when rejected by someone? You're not going to force yourself to do anything. Force just act. You know what force is? Force is when you agitate the problem. Force is when you dig the hole even deeper. I say force is a, is a cousin of insanity. You know, you're trying to do something, but you're going to continue to get the same result, if not worse. Think of it this way. If you have a child or a significant other and you try to force them to do what you want them to do, what's going to happen? You're going to push them away and the relationship's going to become toxic really quick. Well, that's what's happening internally when you try to force yourself to do something. You become toxic towards yourself. Because when you don't do it, then you tear yourself down. I'm trying to force it. Why don't you do That's not good. That's a low vibration. You don't want to do that. It takes a certain level of understanding what I'm talking about here. And I, and I get that not everybody's going to get this the first time that I say it. But... I really believe the best way to get the most out of yourself is to start acting from a place of feeling calm, relaxed, poised. And you can't do that if you're not in control of your conscious mind, what you're thinking about. And to be in control of what you're thinking about, well, I would say that takes a lot of understanding that anybody can get. Because your question is not really about being rejected. It's not really about that. It's really about 
your ability to think for yourself, your ability to know what is true for you and what is not. See, when I say your ability to think for yourself, you look at it as a rejection and you're looking at it as, as, as a negative instead of choosing to see it as a positive. See, when we get rejected by somebody, we're automatically assuming that we must be less than them. We assume there must be broken inside of us. We, there must be something wrong. But what if that person isn't for you? Just because you think they are, because you barely even know them, that doesn't mean they are for you. That makes sense. That's why I use the word, the feeling of rejection is inevitable. Thoughts, I'm struggling. Yeah, well, listen, I'll give you a great example. And then you're going to be the last person I address because I have to go after this. Every day as a mindset coach, I have to go on TikTok. I don't have to, but I go on TikTok. I do this podcast. Um, I serve people. I give people everything they need to be successful. And my doors are open to coach people, which means I will get on calls with people quite often. And some calls I get on, people say they're not serious or they tell me no. Um, and I can look at that as a rejection. I can look at the hundreds of people who unfollow me every day on social media. I can look at that as a rejection. Or... I can look at it as a filtering system. God is filtering those people out of my life. That's a great thing. Why would you want someone in your life that's not good for you? That's not in harmony with you. That does not share your same values. That does not emotionally connect with you. That would be, uh, you're asking for problems. It's all about your perception when it comes to this one and your understanding. I would say stop looking at things as a rejection or just change your definition of rejection. Why does rejection have to be negative? I'll tell you what, you're not trying unless you're getting rejected. <laughs> if nobody's telling me no as a coach, that means I'm not talking to enough people. Right? You think you knew them for years, but you really don't know them. Because if you really knew them, you wouldn't have put yourself in a position to get rejected. Yeah, we can keep going with this one. Um, but what, what difference does it make if you knew them for years or if you knew them for five minutes? Doesn't matter. You got to stop living in the past and move on. There's somebody better for you. If this is a relationship question, there's always somebody out there for you. But if you don't see it that way, you'll forever be stuck in the past and you will allow that rejection to control you. And that is when you're not thinking for yourself.
And remember, the subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real or fake. So in your mind, if you keep thinking that there's something wrong with you, that's why they rejected you. And you keep thinking that, what will you end up believing? You will end up believing that is true. And how will you act? You're going to act like a person who's desperate, who's looking for attention, who's willing to settle, who's willing to allow people to take advantage of them, who will get walked all over. So it's just not a good, a good look. That's why you have to change the way that you see this. Yeah, well, you don't have to do anything, but I would say if you're looking for results, you would want to change your perception. Okay, guys, I'm already on my coaching call at the same time here, so we're going to wrap this up. This podcast has been recorded. You go back and rewatch this on YouTube. You can listen to this on Spotify, Google, Apple, or Amazon podcast. Again, the show is about you and helping you get what you want. It was also sponsored by the Purpose Conscious University, an online platform to help you start living your purpose in life, unlock your subconscious mind, and get what you want out of life. You can hit the link and join the free community in my description on the YouTube channel. And with that, I want to say I love you guys. Very grateful. And... We'll see you guys tomorrow in the morning. Take care, everyone.